Hello everyone and welcome to episode 109 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to be talking about a little challenge that I've been doing over the last 30 days. I've just finished today in fact on the day of recording this episode. Uh, as you will already probably know from the title, over the last 30 days I've read 11 books all in Spanish. And so I want to be clear just to, just straight away, uh, these are like novels, right? Proper normal adult books, I'm not talking about grammar books, I'm not talking about like graded readers for language learners or anything like that. Uh, 11 full length books, obviously some shorter than others, some longer than others, but yeah, 11 normal books. So in today's episode I'm going to talk a little bit about why I decided to do that, what my main kind of motivation was, what I got out of that experience, uh, and yeah, just about just that general kind of 30 day experience and, and why I was doing it. So yeah, before we jump into it, just a quick reminder. Uh, if you're not already, then it would be great to see you in our private learners group. It's a place where you can connect with other people who are also learning English just like you, uh, with other people who are also listening to this podcast, and you can chat, you can share ideas and resources, just hang out in general, practice your English a little bit and all kinds of things like that. And we're going to be doing all kinds of fun uh, online events and different things coming up in the next sort of few weeks and months. And so if you want to be a part of those things, then you'll need to be a part of the group. It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything. You can come in and hang out and chat with uh, with me and everyone else who's a part of the group and um, yeah, listening to the podcast. And so yeah, the link will be in the description wherever you are listening to this podcast. So cool. Okay. So like I said, I read 11 books in 30 days. It's quite a lot of books. So let's start with why. Why would you do that, Shane? Well, let me tell you. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, so obviously a big thing with reading. I've mentioned reading a lot of times on the podcast before. I'm a big fan of reading in terms of improving your language learning and improving your language skills in general. Um, and so obviously a big part of it was just to get, you know, a lot of exposure, a lot of high quality exposure uh, to the Spanish language to help me improve my Spanish level. Uh, but actually my main motivation wasn't necessarily to do directly with my kind of language skills and my language language level. It was actually to do more with how I use my time, how I utilize the free time that I have. Because basically, well, actually, I think, I guess first I should give you some context for this uh, reading challenge, because actually, it's not the first reading challenge that I've done. So last year, uh, about this time last year, maybe a little bit later, but anyway, about a year ago, uh, I gave myself the challenge of reading 12 books in 12 weeks in Spanish. And so that was a book a week, obviously, for 12 weeks. Um, and so, yeah, you know, that kind of was a, a, a reasonable challenge for me, right? It was quite difficult because of course I had uh, a lower level a year ago than I do now so it would take me longer to get through books as well um, and so yeah basically I did this this challenge 12 books in 12 weeks and it was really good I felt like I got a lot out of it I felt like my my language skills improved a lot because of that experience um, and then probably about a month or two later I saw uh, another YouTuber who I'm a big fan of and who I follow and who actually also had the opportunity to interview uh, on my YouTube 
YouTube channel. Uh, his name is Lamont. He's from Australia. His YouTube channel is called Days of French and Swedish. Um, he mainly learns Swedish. He was learning French a little bit before. Uh, put that to one side for a little bit while he started to focus on Swedish. But anyway, he made a video not too long after I did my video of 12 books in 12 weeks um, because I made a video on YouTube kind of talking about that experience and what I'd learned from it. Um, he made a video um, of he'd read 10 books in 30 days um, and I actually talked to him about it because he'd sent me a message um, saying that he'd kind of he'd seen my video and been inspired by it a little bit and uh, he felt like because obviously he'd been well not obviously but he felt like because he'd been learning Swedish for longer than I'd been learning Spanish that he could probably kind of take the take it up a level right do something uh, a little bit harder because he you know maybe 12 books in 12 weeks wouldn't have been so much of a challenge for him anyway when I saw that I figured that at some point I would like to try and beat that um, that that challenge just because I uh, you know I enjoy little challenges and things like that um, but yeah, the reason that I decided to do it now, um, apart from the fact that I'm obviously preparing to do this Spanish exam in May, uh, so obviously I'm trying to, you know, really focus on my Spanish and get as much input and immersion as possible, um, but it was actually because of something that I'd been thinking about a little bit towards the end of last year, which was that, you know, I feel like I am quite a productive person. I feel like I get quite a lot done um, and I don't feel like I waste my time necessarily. I don't look back on my days and feel like, oh, that was such a waste. I did absolutely nothing. But I also, you know, I can't help but feel like I could be using my time better, like I could get more out of the time that I do have. Um, and so, you know, I thought about this challenge, uh, you know, that Lamont did, where he did 10 books in 30 days. Um, and like I said, I've actually talked to him, I know him a little bit. Um, and so I know a little bit about his life. I know that he has a job. I know that he has a wife. I know that he has two kids. And so it's not like he just, you know, dedicates his whole life to learning languages. He's got lots of other things going on. And so, you know, I kind of figured that if he could do that, then it was probably possible. It seemed reasonable that I might be able to do uh, something similar, if not a little better, um, just because, you know, I, I, I don't have all of the same factors. I have a job. I have a partner. I have other commitments and interests and things but I don't have kids for example um, you know so that's kind of an advantage in terms of having more time uh, and so you know I figured yeah well I've got the time to be able to do it I've got a good reason to be able to do it um, you know I'm enjoying reading and and you know my Spanish immersion in general you know I thought kind of why not um, and you know basically the idea was well what I did was first I, I, I kind of chose uh, 11 books I tried to choose kind of a a little bit of a range of kind of styles, genres, things like that. Um, not not like completely random, but I didn't want to read like you know eleven books that were all the same type of book, right? So very same format and very same subject matter and and things like that. So there were some that were more kind of modern, some that were a bit more traditional, um, you know, different genres and things like that. Um, and so I, I what I was doing is I was actually I was listening to the audio book more than reading the physical book. Sometimes I sat with the physical book, but mostly I was listening to the audio book because, um, you know, I much prefer the audio books and it allows me to
to uh, to be able to kind of do other stuff while I'm still actually focused on that and still doing that. Um, and so, yeah, I calculated like the, all, the the total amount of time of the audio books for all of uh, all 11 of these books um, and then kind of did the maths to work out how much time I would need to spend on average each day. Right. So over the 30 days, if it takes um, well, the total amount of time was just over 100 hours of audio book listening. Um, so I think it was 102 hours. Uh, and so, yeah, if you divide that by 30 because I did it over 30 days then yeah I think it was well it was just under three and a half hours so I kind of said to myself okay well three and a half hours will be the sort of the goal right the benchmark let's say um and so yeah you know I kind of I I I, I worked all that out so I kind of knew what I needed to do um, and then I started to kind of think about how I was spending my days and pay attention to how I was kind of organizing my days and how I was prioritizing my time um, and yeah you know I, I again I felt like it was it was reasonable it was going to be a challenge and it, and it was a challenge um, it was going to be difficult to do but I knew that it was possible it wasn't going to be completely ridiculous um you know it's 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 not like okay do all of your normal stuff and do eight hours of something else that's like a whole nother thing so uh, i knew that i could fit it in um and so you know i think one of the the main things that i got out of this kind of experience of this 30 days was that you know i it forced me to be very kind of um to be very mindful to be very diligent about how i spend my free time about how i kind of structure my days and things like that um for me especially because i work at home um you know it, it's i kind of i have the luxury of being able to organize things in the way that i want to for the most part obviously i have to work around other people for some things um with classes and things like that but anyway um you know i had to be more kind of mindful and diligent about how i spent my time um and i started to realize that you know before i did the challenge i think i really felt like you know it was going to be this huge thing where i had to kind of you know change loads of things in my life it was going to be like this big change in all of my routines I even I said to Olivia you know okay I'm going to be doing this challenge it's going to be like quite a lot of reading so you know I, I obviously I'm going to you know try and keep things balanced and stuff but just be aware that I'm going to be committing a decent amount of time to this so you know it's not like you think I'm ignoring you or whatever you know because I was kind of worried that like you know, little things like that where, you know, obviously I live with, or not obviously some of you might not know, but I live with Olivia, my girlfriend, who's featured on a few episodes. Um, and obviously, you know, I don't want to just ignore my relationship just because I want to improve my Spanish, right? I'm very passionate about my language learning, but not to the extent where I want to, you know, um, uh, annoy my partner or ruin my relationship or whatever, you know, so I kind of, I even warned her beforehand. But what happened was because I had this kind of you know this big goal it was relatively scary a little bit kind of intimidating I, I I had to be like I say very mindful about how I spent my time and the more I was doing that kind of every day thinking about what, how I was spending my time and how I could structure my days I, I started to realize that I could I could 
do most of this without having to really change too much of my sort of normal routine because the main thing that I needed to do was actually just use some of my you know my free time better because um, you know again if I was talking about doing something a bit more intense and a lot less enjoyable like doing lots of grammar exercises or something like that then you know using your free time to do like really intensive stuff like that is kind of it might be a bit counterintuitive, oh, sorry, not counterintuitive, counterproductive, right? Because you're you're not getting any time to rest. You still need time to rest, recover, just enjoy not being, uh, not working and, and, and doing all those kind of things. But, you know, obviously where I'm doing, um, you know, immersion that I'm enjoying, I'm reading books that I'm interested in, or I'm, um, you know, intrigued by the story and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's not like a... Um, it's not like a chore, it's not like a task that I have to force myself to do or whatever. And so, yeah, I needed to kind of make sure I got up maybe a little bit earlier in the morning and just made sure that I kind of got up and got on with things first thing and started listening to something, you know, first thing and, and started with my listening early because um, there were a few days where I didn't um, I didn't hit the three and a half hour target, uh, and I think all of those days, uh, I think maybe there was uh, maybe there were five or six days where I didn't do quite enough listening, um, in terms of what I was supposed to. And all of those days, the reason I didn't hit that time was because I didn't make use of the morning, um, and then you know because once I was once I'd started, I was kind of. Uh, I had a bit of momentum and it was easier to kind of carry on uh, but the later I would leave it if I left it until the middle of the day or later in the day I start to think about how much listening I had to do and suddenly it became this slightly negative thing like oh god I've still got to try and do another two hours before this and I've got to do this and I've got to finish this work and blah 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 you know all this different stuff and so um yeah, just kind of organising my time and getting on with something first thing was, um, yeah, was a big key for me. Um, but another, you know, really kind of uh, cool thing that I got out of this experience, I think, was that... Um, a lot of the books that I was reading were quite challenging you know I had there were there were three books that I had read before because I was interested to see what it would be like to read it again with a slightly higher level to see if I kind of you know had a slightly different experience reading the book or whatever or if it was like you know if it seemed better or any different at all in general um, but I also had a lot of different books that were uh, you know, I had some that were kind of modern uh, books that were, you know, relatively easy uh, to read in terms of, you know, native books, which are all fairly challenging. Uh, but then I also had some that were more kind of um, classics for that were written, you know, maybe 60, 70, 80 years ago. Um, and, you know, they're telling a story of a life that you know I don't really know that much about maybe they involve history that I don't really know a whole lot about and you know there, there were a few books that you know challenged me quite a lot to kind of or or maybe just the, the story was complicated uh, one of the books that I read was a story by Terry Pratchett and if any of you guys know uh, who Terry Pratchett is or about his books you'll know that they're uh, fairly convoluted fairly complicated the stories and the plots and things you can you can get lost quite easily in your native language and um, you know it was there were quite a few books that quite you know that challenged me uh, but what I found was that that challenge uh, was it kind of it helped me to to stay focused it helped me to maintain my attention and my focus better because 
I I had to pay a little bit more attention to be able to really follow what was happening, to be able to really kind of understand and, and you know, kind of not just follow like the main part of the story, try and understand kind of the depth of the story and things like that, the depth of the characters and, you know, really try and um, and get the most out of that book. Uh, because that required an extra level of attention I was kind of constantly staying focused whereas you know maybe when I was reading things that were a bit more simple or books I read before for example and I knew you know what was going to happen obviously I, I felt like it was a bit easier for my mind to wander for me to get distracted uh, to not stay focused on what I was listening to um and you know this is something that I've talked about in different ways both on the podcast and on my YouTube channel where you know I, I at least for me personally I value uh, prioritizing interest and enjoyment over kind of difficulty right over the level because of course you know if something's so 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 difficult that you can't understand anything that it, then it's you know you're not going to get anything out of that experience but you know I think that engaging with something that's a little bit more difficult it brings out a better version of you you know firstly because you want to to understand it better right you're interested in it you want to know what's happening what it's about what you know whatever it is Uh, but also you know that extra challenge that extra level of difficulty requires you to pay more attention to give more of your time and energy to it Um, and so you know usually as a learner you're going to get a lot more out of those experiences where you're you know more fully engaged where you're really paying attention rather than just kind of you know let's say like you're just you've got something on in the background and you you can hear it and you kind of know what's going on but you don't really you know you're not really paying attention you know you're going to get so much more out of that which you're really you know kind of deeply focused on what's happening and I found it a lot easier to do that with books that challenged me a little bit more so you know that was that was quite interesting and then of course you know from the language perspective um, it was it, it was a lot of time to spend you know immersed in Spanish right um, so on the well on the day of recording this it's the end of the month so um, for January I've I've done uh, just yeah so 118 hours of Spanish immersion right which is 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 quite a lot um, uh, over the last 31 days over the last month so um, that's a lot more than I would usually do right I think that on average I would usually spend about an hour and a half to two hours at most but probably about on average about an hour and a half uh, doing you know something with Spanish uh, listening or reading or something like that uh, and this obviously is closer to three hours so it's you know almost double what I would be doing normally and so that um you know that higher level of exposure to the language in in such a short period of time um you know i definitely feel the difference in like my my comfortability with the language my confidence i feel like there's you know just a lot of spanish kind of flying around in my head in general like lots of thoughts and things sort of um 
I don't want to say like pop up, but you know, this this idea of thinking in a foreign language is a bit misleading, right? Because if I say I've, I've started thinking in Spanish, that just that just isn't true, just because that's not really how thoughts work. We don't really think in language, but I find that um, sometimes when I'm having ideas or I'm thinking about different things, there are lots more Spanish words and phrases that are kind of mixing in with my general thoughts and things. Um, but yeah so um you know but like i said at the beginning the kind of the main thing the main focus the main goal for me with doing this was really not so much to do with challenging my language skills but to challenge my own beliefs about how much time i really had in in my days and what I could get done with that time you know I wanted to push myself and, and push the limits in terms of how much I can get out of my time so that I don't have to look back and think oh well I've done quite well this year but <clears throat> excuse me I didn't do you know as well as I wanted to do you know I could have done more or things like that you know it's a it's a it's a we would say it's a slippery slope right it's a bit dangerous because of course you know you could always do more technically theoretically you could always do more and we can't always continue to just continually push ourselves um because we will eventually just burn out you know we all have limits uh for example i'm i'm not you know in any way shape or form hoping to maintain this rhythm into the next month for example uh and i don't have any plans to try and read 12 books books in 30 days um you know not because it wouldn't be beneficial for my language skills but because yeah you have to balance you know uh, your your well you your energy levels and and how much time you can give to something and your rest and recovery and all those kind of things um and so yeah, I guess my my purpose with this episode outside of just general English content is not to kind of make you guys feel like, oh, you should do this like ridiculous challenge and read 11 books in a month or 12 books in a month or what, you know, whatever it is. Um, the numbers don't matter. I think if I want you guys to take anything from what I've been talking about in today's episode, it's more the idea of how if you're mindful about how you spend your time, about how you organize your days, about how you spend your free time, about how you prioritize your days, often you can find that you you might have access to a little bit more time than you initially realized. And now, you know, I talked about quite a lot of time in my example where I'm talking about like doing three and a half hours of reading. Now, that's quite a lot of time for most people and just isn't going to be realistic. And again, there's no reason to, um, you know, to use that as a kind of a measuring stick so to speak but you know even if you can find an extra 15 minutes every day it might seem a bit insignificant on that day but over the course of a year if you do that extra 15 minutes over uh, you know throughout the whole year then that's a, that's going to be you know a lot of extra hours added onto your the you know the total amount of time um that you've that you've studied english and that is it's all going to add up all of it is going to help um and so yeah you know it makes a big difference because like we've said a lot of times on the podcast language learning is a long-term journey it's something that we do you know well we kind of kind of forever really you're always going to be you know improving there'll always be certain things that you could uh do better or maybe things that you haven't learned yet but in general it's a long-term process um and so that means that you know even just little 
bits of extra time that you can add in on a daily basis will add up to big amounts over longer periods of time. So again, yeah, that, that extra 15 minutes, you know, that's uh, a lot of extra hours over the course of uh, of the year and it's, it's, it's worth doing. So yeah, you know, try and think about how you're spending your time, how you're spending your free time. See if you can't try and find an extra 15 minutes uh, in your day to try and do a bit of listening to English or reading in English or whatever else it is. And uh, yeah, a year from now, you're going to see big, big uh, improvements in, in your language skills. So yeah, I think that is everything that I wanted to cover today. I've gone on uh, for plenty long enough now, so I'll leave it there. But uh, yeah, as always, if you have any questions about anything, feel free to get in touch. All of the details will be in the description wherever you are listening to this episode. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll speak to you again in the next one.